connecting, growing, and gaining opportunities together. Welcome to the Travel Hub Podcast. Hi, everyone, and welcome to the Travel Hub Podcast. I'm Michelle Bouchard, your host for today's show. In this episode, we are talking with Steve Nino, the CIO for the Sabobo Band of Lucino Indians and the Sabobo Casino and Resort. Both the tribe and the casino are based in San Josento, California, which is located about midway between Los Angeles and San Diego and approximately 60 miles inland from the Pacific coast. The Saboba Band is just one of 109 federally recognized tribes in the state of California. Their reservation spans 7,000 acres, of which 400 are set aside for residential use. The tribe supports 1,200 Saboba members, many governmental programs, and the Saboba Casino and Resort. The casino itself has 2,000 slots, 32 table games, a 22,000 square foot food service space, 200 hotel rooms, a 15,000 square foot convention center, a bar, pool, golf course, and an entertainment facility. All right, Steve. So again, thank you for taking the time to talk with me today on our Travel Hub podcast. Let's start with telling the audience a little bit about you and your background. I'm guessing you didn't just land a CIO gig right out of school. So how did you arrive here? So no, I didn't land it out of school, which would have been nice, right? (laughs) Yeah. I started with Saboba right out of school, actually, was going through my associate's program at the time. Started at Saboba September of 2006 as an IT technician. Now, working on my 14th year of employment, grew up to the ranks, basically. I say I grew up with Saboba. I took on system, network administration, management administration. Along the way, I also continued my education, getting my bachelor's in information security and master's in business administration to really allow me to, I say, grow with Saboba. So really, I've grown into the CIO role with Saboba and we've kind of learned along the way from each other what's the best way to kind of continue to push the growth and expansion for reservations. Yeah, that's great. I love it when you hear the stories of people that just grew with the organization. You see that a lot in casinos. I have anyways, and it's just a really great way to have that background of all the things that happened. You know, it's so helpful. 2019, a big year for you guys. You not only won the Tribal Net Industry Award, but also the 2019 Infotech Research Group CIO Award. So congratulations on those. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. So you've also been very busy the past two years, not only opening a new casino resort facility in 2019, but you also converted your core gaming and point of sale systems in the same year. And having some background work myself with a tribal casino, I read that and I almost had a heart attack. I was just like, oh my God, that's such a huge undertaking to do both at yeah, the same it, time. It was an interesting time because that's the discussion that came back from our executives is we need to prepare ourselves for a new resort. So we looked at our current infrastructure and did a self-assessment saying, what are we doing now and what do we need to be doing next to really make sure that we're able to facilitate moving into a resort that's now going to offer hospitality, integrate the golf course, and really give you a full holistic resort-centric view. Well, quickly we realized that we needed to grow from IT perspective. So we definitely had to take care of our employment aspect through a ramp-up budget analysis. And then along the way, those two major products changing out our core system from IGT to Aristocrat ATI, which was an undertaking on its own, and then making sure we changed Micros over to Agilis' point of sale. Luckily, we were able to partner with really good vendors, Aristocrat being the gaming side of it, and Agilis for the property management aspect of it. We also were able to take in a lot of local predominant vendors that have done a lot of work with a lot of local tribes around us. Synergy information systems and then low voltage ECNET for all our infrastructure needs to allow us to build out this brand new data center that we needed to make sure that it's going to support all the new right ideas that we wanted to accomplish. But I can say, yes, that year 
was a year in a flash, and it was definitely one of those years that I definitely am glad it's behind us, but it was one of those learning years and I was able to get that bump out of the road, and it's helped us tremendously when we opened up the new resort. Oh, for sure. Now, as an organization, you guys made the decision to move forward with a centralized business model under the direction of one technology director for both casino and travel administration. That's a heck of a merger. I mean, it's a pretty big deal. I'm thinking like help desk staff, IT support, service techs, two different entities coming into one. How did that fit into when you converted all your systems over or did it at all? It was a major part of it. So we had done that centralization of IT services prior to leading up to that uh, monstrous year, just because we knew looking at in the past, we had two different IT departments that were doing pretty much their own islands of automation. They were doing their own systems, their own decisions, and weren't really leveraging the best uh, methods of negotiating contracts together, doing the same standardization for systems across all entities so that we don't have our technicians and our support staff learning 500 different devices to support. So the biggest thing for this was tribal council had brought up, why are we spending so much money on each side and not understanding that we were treating them separately entirely. So when we looked at it saying, well, IT is a service. IT should be applied through the organization as a service and we should merge it into and understanding that infrastructure is a basic need and then individual services for tribal and casino concerns may differ a little bit, but overall the IT as a service and giving it one overall leadership perspective for both sides allowed us to really streamline that effectively moving into that big monstrous year for 2019 and also taking care of the government side for all their initiatives as well. It kind of seems like the workflow would be a lot easier and simpler that way too. It was. It's easier for the whole team to understand what needs to be happening. It's one goal set across from the whole organization for infrastructure, and then the projects and all the communication is more effective to communicate that from one perspective instead of two different individuals. Yeah. I've seen you mention before that you and your team have aligned with your tribal council initiatives with a technology vision to meet the council's goals, but allowing the tribe to strive for even more growth in a short period of time. How do you fit your department goals within the goals of the organization and have all that aligned with the tribal council? It's like setting everything up right straight in a row. How do you get that? It seems like a lot of finagling. You know what? Since we've done that centralized model, it's helped us tremendously to really be a value added partner to Saboba. We are afforded the opportunity to meet with our tribal leadership continuously to ensure that we get a lot of the high level decisions really discussed with us. Since they've learned along the way that IT has become a key business indicator, decision maker with a lot of the investments for infrastructure. By doing so, we've been part of their 25 year land use plan, which allows us to see what the Saboba tribe wants to accomplish for business, residential, all the services within water, communication, electric, electrical, um, all those initiatives are put in the land use plan to say how we are actually going to use this whole reservation. And it really helps us determine from IT leadership what key initiatives we need to do from the business side of it, but also from the residential governmental side of it that can help the overall reservation meet those goals. It's really helped us develop that continuous communication and that trust factor saying, here's what we would recommend moving forward. Here's how we would help you guys make those decisions and really make sure that we're taking part of all those decisions. Yeah, for sure. Now, I heard you mentioned trust in there. You definitely have to trust each other to make that work. Any other tips on how to make a council, tribal council, and IT leadership relationship successful? I hit that word trust because of a big reason. Um, Communication has been the biggest thing. Having the open lines of communication with tribal council, especially with any executive leadership, is 
having the open lines of communication, but ensuring that you've successfully done projects to build that trust over time has helped open the doors for things that normally IT probably wouldn't be part of or necessarily wouldn't have a big decision in the aspect of making, hey, this is what we want to do, this is what we recommend. Developing that trust to say, yes, we're going to push each other out of the comfort zone. We're going to say, we're going to do this infrastructure. We're going to make this investment. And this is what it's going to do for the future. And them being able to trust that we are putting the best in breed solution and making sure that we've vetted out all the opportunities there and ensuring that we're taking the reservation and what they're trying to accomplish in mind and accomplishing that. Mm-hmm. Let's switch gears a little bit to go from casino to government, the government piece of this puzzle. You recently put in place an agreement with Frontier to provide tribal residents with broadband internet. How did this project begin and how has it benefited your residents? One of the biggest things when we did the centralization in 2012, Mm -hmm. one of the chief complaints that I got here as a tribal director was none of the tribal residents were able to obtain internet services other than trying to go through something that was a satellite feed or just weren't able to get anything at all because we were basically at the end of a pipeline for um, back then would have been a Verizon connection. So they were basically tapped out. So one of the chief complaints was we weren't able to get our residents the same thing that is supported right across the way from us, across the creek, off the reservation, is homes are able to surf social media, keep themselves informed, be able to go for employment opportunities, small business development, and telemedicine. So when we looked at this, we said, okay, well, we obviously need to develop an infrastructure that's going to help our residents stay in communication with what the tribal council initiatives are or for the whole government are so that they can make sure that they're informed while they're voting and making decisions for their future. So the biggest thing we did is reach out to, at the time, it was Verizon and quickly became Frontier as Frontier acquired everything for residential in California at the time and set up a Frontier bulk agreement that allowed us to provide 50 MIPS up and down to all the homes via fiber. That has opened up the door for not only the elders for telemedicine, but for the youth for employment opportunities and continued education. So it's something big spectrum that has touched a lot of individuals. All the homes uh, are serviceable. So now it's something that's going to touch the whole reservation and allow them to continue to grow moving forward. It's so great anymore. It's like you have to have that piece of communication. It's almost a necessity. It's like yeah. water. Yeah, it's like water yeah. or power. It's, it's going to become one of those things that if you don't have it, you're really putting yourself at a deficit moving forward. Yeah, you're left behind. Like you said, the telemedicine, especially when you're talking about your elders, it's such a big piece of keeping them healthy and informed and giving them access to care. It's a really big piece. Did you run into any issues with providing that service with your terrain out there? I mean, I'm assuming it's not flat. Reservations historically don't have a lot of underground utility work completed. So everything for our reservation comes overhead. A lot of it's being used off of the SE poles. So a lot of the homes are being fed from overhead. What we were able to do, luckily, was use a pole use joint agreement with SCE so that we were able to get our own carved out space on every pole for Frontier. That allowed us to do our fiber along with Frontier's fiber to to provide all the infrastructure to all the homes overhead and use the existing pathways. So luckily we were able to use those or else it would have been even a more massive undertaking to get all that communication underground to each home. How many homes did you say? We have a 240 right now with connections. Okay. And do you expect that to increase? We do. We have every year they're still developing. We have a housing department that's trying to develop about 10 new houses every year for the last three years. So they've got like a 10 per year stat right now. Do any other travel facilities use fiber? 
Yeah, so our entire reservation is interconnected. Because we were able to get with that land use plan, we were able to determine what initiatives were going to be built for the resort, for our travel administration, for all our entities, for our, our preschool, high school, all the way down to the Oaks Retreat. And really, we have our own internal 10-gig fiber that interconnects all our business entities that we built out that actually runs back to our redundant data centers, one at the Tribal Admin and one at the new resort. How far apart are your businesses? Like if you're talking, say, casino, and then you're looking at, you know, maybe your fire station or health clinic or preschool, how far apart is everything? Geographically, everything is maybe one to three miles apart. Luckily, because we were all on the same parcel of land, we were able to build that infrastructure out without having to go too far distances. It actually helps us with that integrated driver that we're able to share a lot of services. All our business entities share the same VoIP service, share disaster recovery services, and share a lot of other collaborative platforms like file sharing and a couple of other things that we are able to interconnect because we're all on the same fiber backbone network. That's awesome. So you guys have done a lot in the past two years. What can we expect in the next two years for you and your team? Well, the resort was definitely the springboard. It was the first step in the domino effect, I would say, of what was going to come based off the land use plan. So already we are working. We opened the new fire station right after we opened up that new resort. Right next to the new fire station, we already have a new health clinic and a commodities building being opened and starting to be built next month. Across the way from that, we're trying to expand the amenities that we offer at the resort by putting in the Lucinio Village Center that will be commercial building with convenience store, gas station, fast food restaurants, and sit-down restaurants that are going to be right across from the actual resort itself. So that's a 2021 initiative. We want to make sure that we're continuing to put forward-thinking items that could actually help the resort while still expanding our services within uh, fire services and emergency services. We have it all interconnected in that manner, and that's the way we approach everything and we plan it out is to basically become our own self-serving city. Mm -hmm. That's awesome. So when you're not being a 24-7 CIO, what kind of fun stuff (laughs) do you like to do, Steve? Well, I'm married and have two kids. I have a two-year-old and a nine-year-old, and we are very committed to uh, soccer. I actually sit on the local AYSO board, and we do participate in pretty much, I think I would say, every soccer uh, event that is available in our local area. So I'm really, I'm a soccer coach and soccer dad and and a board member for that. Everything else, all my time goes to the kids and, and doing the soccer aspect of it. That's awesome. You're definitely in the weeds when it comes to the kids' years, that's for sure. Yes, yeah. <laughs> well, Steve, thank you again so much for being here with us today. I think this is so great and we're so excited for you and your casino and tribe. You guys have a lot of great things going on out there. I appreciate it. Thank you for having me. And this has been a great opportunity. Winning the award with TravelNet has been a great testing point. We're saying, hey, we're doing the right thing. This is an indication that we're going the right way. And then following up with that CIO work for InfoTech was just another reaffirmation that they were doing the right thing. So I appreciate you guys reaching out to us and allowing us to be part of your whole organization. That's great. We're very happy to do so. A special thanks to Steve for taking the time to talk with me. You can visit the Saboba Band website at saboba-nsn.gov and the Casino and Resort website at saboba.com. If you have a topic for a podcast or even a story to share, please let me know. I can be reached at michelleb at tribalhub.com. Don't forget to subscribe to our show wherever you listen to podcasts and be sure to connect with us here at Tribal Hub by searching us on Facebook, LinkedIn, and Twitter. Have a great day, guys. We'll see you back here in a couple weeks.